0: Not to sound colonizer, but my family has been living in Ketchikan now for five generations. That makes me a Native Alaskan, Alaska Native. So, what I mean when I say that is that I'm Norwegian on one side, and it might not look like it. Some people give me some funny looks, but usually it gives away that I'm an Alaska Native woman by the big dimples on my cheeks whenever I smile. Usually the next thing is after that is how did Anupiaq end up in Ketchikan? (laughs) You see, we Inuks, we have a secret. We're really good at teleportation. (laughs) Don't tell anybody. That's how we got up in the Arctic. (laughs) Anyways, so I'm from Ketchikan. But what I mean when I say that is that I come from my grandmothers, my ancestors, my Akas. So my Grandma Pam, she was born and raised in Ketchikan by her grandparents. And she raised me in Ketchikan. We used to take daily walks on the Ketchikan docks where we, she would show me the sea otters and sea urchins, jellyfish, and the occasional spots where she pulled up a 50-pound halibut at the right age of 12, no biggie. And sometimes we would run into cruise ship tourists when we were walking around who would stop to ask and take our photo and ask if we took American money here. <laughs> Boy, my grandma Pam, she loved to tease. She would usually say something along the lines of, Oh, the Alaskan dollar ATM is right down the block. She was usually referring to the penny-crushing machine that was at the same landing building. (laughs) My grandma Pam, she grew up in Ketchikan, and she loved it. She was always fishing out on the docks, always doing things while her grandparents were out trolling the Tongass Narrows. At the age of seven years old, however, my grandma Pam was told that she had to move away after her father had passed away. Her mother had fallen into alcoholism, and it was a combo that proved too difficult for my grandmother to stay in Ketchikan. She moved in with her grandparents, who spent winters in Squim, Washington, on a a rural farm out in the east. She was here in Washington for 10 long winters, where she traded in her daily seafood for pork sausage and cauliflower, and the Tongass Narrows for rolling hillsides-turned-farmlands. My grandma Pam missed Ketchikan so dearly and so strongly. She speaks of the times of picking salmon berries and being out on the ocean and being out with her friends in the waters in the summers. So when she turned 17 years old, she decided to return to Ketchikan and come back to her homelands, a space where she felt comfortable and lived and raised my dad and then eventually raised me when I was there. On the other side of Alaska, my other grandmother, my grandma Flo, my Anka. My Kungana, my namesake, I get my name from her, was born and raised in Wales, or Kinnegan, of the Kingikmu people on the very tip of the Surin Peninsula. Our relatives spanned from Kinnegan to Teller to the Diomedes before they had even split in half. Honestly, either grandmother did not care about the borders at all, just ask either of them if they had been to Canada or Russia and either would say, oh, probably. <laughs> Way back then, you know grandmothers. <laughs> Anyways. My Akakuna grew up on these lands, catching native foods, being out on the Bering sea ice, speeding, speaking her native language, Inupiaq. When my grandma Flo was only six years old, however, she was told that she had to move away to Chimawa boarding school when she was only six. Trading in, being out on the sea ice, whaling and crabbing and fishing, and all the wonderful things that was a part of living up there, she traded in for the English way of knowing and being as mandated back then. Boarding school back then was a really hard time for native children. They experienced some major hardships and weren't allowed to speak their native languages. My Anka Kunguna, however, was so strong and loved her homelands and her home ways so much that she returned back to Wales to Kinnegan where she raised my mom, my aunt my uncle and my many, many cousins. I have way too many to count. I could find half of them at the local bingo hall if I need to, but that's another note. My Akakungana, she raised so many people and built a community around her. She would usually be out gathering food, picking clams with her nephews, my three uncles, where they would run up to her and ask, what's for dinner, while she was obviously picking clams out of the sand or doing something like that. And then she would tease them and throw a rock in the sky at a seagull and say, that seagull right there. Mayaka Kungana would laugh at the boys while they grumbled and groaned about the seagull for dinner and then motioned them to come inside. There would be some type of crab or seafood, muktuk, maybe with some fresh sea oil on the side. This would be the dinner that Mayaka Kungana would serve every single day in our native country foods that she would love to share with her children. Mayaka Kungana She loved to tease and share the love and the space around her and was such a light to so many people. But at the age of 40 years old, she passed away when my mom was only 17 to breast cancer. This was in 1990, and I never got to meet her. I feel like all of the stories that I've heard about my Akakugana have kept her alive in my spirit and in my space and who I live today, and I feel so lucky to have that. I feel like I could call her up any day and hear her laugh and maybe invite her out to bingo sometimes. As for my grandma Pam, she still lives in Ketchikan to this day where she loves to wake up for the early morning summer sunrises and look at the humpback whales out in the Tongass Narrows. I feel like if my grandmothers had they met each other, they would have been the perfect duo and the best of friends, just imagine this. They would be out fishing together in the Tongass Narrows or crabbing together out on the Bering sea ice. And of course, my Akakuna would take my grandma's lingcod. She was never a fan of lingcod. I feel like I appreciate them so much and for what they've given me, a love of nature, a love of the land, the way to be a true Alaskan from the original Alaskans. I appreciate them so much for what they've given me and I always wanna thank them and be able to honor them by catching a 50 pound halibut in their honor, no biggie. (laughs) Thank you and Kwai for listening to my story today.